Hello, and welcome to the Turkish History Podcast, Episode Zero, Introduction. So, why do another history podcast? I mean, don't we have enough of these things? Quite honestly, do we need another? Well, because I'm doing it, obviously I think we do. Because this history podcast is going to cover the history of a people that is rarely told. We're going to discuss the history of the Turks. Most importantly, this story is going to be told from their perspective, from the perspective of the Turks, with them as the main characters, not as the bit players in someone else's story, or worse, merely as enemies, barbarians, and savages. All too often, the story of the Turks has only been told from the perspective of outsiders. These include hostile European Christians who saw the Turks first as invaders and as a mortal threat to Christendom, and later as unlawful intruders and occupiers who unjustly ruled over the great ruins of Greece and held the Christians of the Balkans, Anatolia, and the Middle East in servitude. Even Voltaire, who hated organized religion in general and Christianity in particular, said of the Turks that they were, quote, tyrants of the women and enemies of arts, saying that they needed to be chased out of Europe. He said, quote, I wish fervently that the Turkish barbarians be chased away immediately out of the country of Xenophon, Socrates, Plato, Sophocles, and Euripides. If we wanted, it could be done soon, but seven crusades of superstition have been undertaken, and a crusade of honor will never take place. We know almost no city built by them. They let decay the most beautiful establishments of antiquity. They reign over ruins. Now this ignorance and hostility has been a source of a great deal of Orientalist bigotry that has clouded how the history of the Turks is seen and comes down to us in the current day. And honestly, Muslim Arabs and Persians have often scarcely been kinder, seeing the Turks first as horse-riding barbarian savages from the steppes, and then after Turkic dynasties established dominion over Persia and Arab lands in India, they saw them as oppressors, unjustly ruling over the lands of truly Muslim Arabs or truly civilized Persians. Writing about the Turkish soldiers serving in the armies of the Abbasid Caliphate, the poet Ibn Lankak al-Basri wrote, Quote, the free are gone, they are destroyed and lost. Time has placed me among the barbarians. I am told, you spend too much time at home, and I answer, it is no longer enjoyable to walk on the streets, for whom do I meet when I look around? Monkeys on horseback. End quote. There even appeared a hadith, that is a saying of Muhammad, supposedly about the Turks, saying, quote, if they love you, they eat you. If they are angry at you, they kill you. This hadith is likely apocryphal and invented in the 9th or 10th centuries, but the fact that it was invented shows the sentiments of the Arabs and the Persian authors of that time. In the Shahnameh, the great Persian Book of Kings, Ferdowsi puts the following in the mouth of the great Bahram when addressing Shah Hormozd, quote, You are born of a Turkish woman, and you can never be sated with bloodshed, end quote. 19th and 20th century Arab nationalists blamed Turkish despotism, or so-called Turkish despotism, for destroying an alleged Arab golden age, with Gamal Abdel Nasser saying, Tyranny, oppression, and ruin characterized their rule in Egypt, which continued for many dark centuries. In many ways, 
the image of the Turk remains largely the same as when they swept down from the Eurasian steppes. Uncivilized, crude, quick to anger, martial, unintelligent and barbaric, destroyers, not creators, those who reign over the majesties made by others. As Voltaire would have said, they reign over ruins. But these stereotypes and perspectives of outsiders are really not true, and are not a fair representation of the Turkish people or their history. I mean, the story of the Turks is just fascinating. How was it that a people from the barren steppes of northern China managed to travel thousands of miles, conquer the Abbasid Caliphate and the Roman Empire, and establish an empire that spanned from the coast of North Africa to the shores of India, from the Swahili coast to the Ukrainian steppe, from the gates of Vienna to the Gulf of Hormuz? How did they assimilate native Anatolians, Greeks, Armenians, Arabs, Persians, Kurds, Slavs, Albanians, Italians, and others, melding their cultures and religions and identities to create something new? How did they build a permanent and concrete state and society, one that transmitted their language and cultural identity to the people they conquered, when so many steppe empires proved to be ephemeral? Typically, Step conquerors end up adopting the culture and identity of the conquered. Even the descendants of Chinggis Khan, the world-conquering Mongols, became the Sinicized Yuan Dynasty in China, the Turkified Golden Horde and Chaotai Khanate in Central Asia, and the Persianized Ilkhanate in Iran. Yet the reverse happened in Anatolia. The settled peoples adopted the language and the identity of their nomadic conquerors. So this podcast will attempt to cover the history of the Turkish people from their perspective. At the same time, I am emphatically not interested in doing Turkish nationalist propaganda. The people who claim that the Turks have never done anything wrong and are the font of all wisdom and civilization have a deeply biased perspective, and are often motivated by bad faith in their current-day political ideology. The modern-day nationalist ideology often distorts and perverts the events of the past, and it is all too common in Turkish popular history. The scope of this podcast is the history of the Turks of today's Turkey. To cover the history of all the Turkic peoples would be far too daunting and expansive a task. It would necessitate covering in-depth the Zhongnu, the Uzbeks, the Kazakhs, the Uyghurs, the Central Asian Emirates, the Mamluks, the Mughal and Safavid empires, the Golden Horde, the Russian Tatars, the Timurids, Attila the Hun, and the Tang dynasty. Instead, we will focus on the story of the Turkish people, how they came to Anatolia, how they built and lost an empire, and then built and lost an even greater one how they defeated the forces of the great powers and established a secular republic in a revolution that continues to reverberate around the Muslim world and the developing world. We're going to start with their emergence in the steppes of Eurasia, trace through the rise of the first and second Turkish Khanates, the history of the Ohus and their conversion to Islam, and then move on to the Seljuks, the Beyliks of Anatolia, the Ottomans, and then ultimately, if we ever get there, the birth of the republic and its history. However, to do this, we need to leave the shimmering palaces on the Bosphorus, the ruins of castles in the dark mountains of the Balkans, the mausoleum of Ataturk on the windswept Anatolian plateau, and start far to the east, in the forests of Siberia and the wide grasslands of the Eurasian steppe. So join me next time as we discuss the origins of the Turks, whose story, according to legend, began in a valley hidden in the Altai Mountains named Ergenekon. <laughs>